Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's look at one verse of scripture. I'd love to read a lot more, but for time's sake, we'll just zero right in. Thank you so much for being here. Awesome to see you on Saturday night. Uh, I remember some Saturday nights I wasn't in church. Y'all look too sanctified for me. Hallelujah. I mean, he's glad to be in God's house tonight. God's about to do something. He's about to unload something wonderful in your life. Amen. But I want, I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. Whatever version you're reading from, it's going to be all right. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. And I want to talk for just a few minutes tonight on another level of faith. Somebody say another level of faith. Now faith, verse 1 amplified, now faith is the assurance. Somebody say the assurance. The confirmation. You know, when I rent a car, all they give me when I call in is a confirmation number. That's all I have. But when I walk up to the gate of the rental car place, they don't even ask my name. You know what they ask for? Confirmation number. God says faith gives us confirmation. Y'all understand that? I don't, I don't concern myself whether there's a rental car going to be there because the confirmation says there's a rental car going to be there just like I ordered. They're not going to put me in a Volkswagen at 5 foot and 16 inches tall when I ordered a Cadillac. My confirmation says I'm about to get into a full-size luxury car that I can put this big frame in. Now, I know y'all are skinny and you're young. You can twist around. I want to I have my... Yeah. So that confirmation tells me I have a right to a vehicle that I ask for when I get there. My faith lays hold on the invisible, makes it become visible because it's my confirmation. You got that? So your faith is not some little thing. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. I told you that last night. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is what moves the hand of God. If I need God's hand to move, i got to exercise my faith. I told your great apostle today, God has taken me back in the last few weeks to the message of faith. I used to teach faith and preach faith and, and build churches on faith and travel the world on faith, but I kind of got off teaching and preaching other things. God said to me, the blessing is in the basics. We get so strung out talking about what Ezekiel said and John the Revelator said, I don't even know what he said myself. But I do know what Jesus said. If I have faith the size of a mustard seed, I can move mountains. 
I also know if he said, if two of us agree together in faith, nothing's impossible. Somebody say something big's about to happen. It's about to happen in your house, in your life. God said something big. Well, let me read the rest of this so you can be seated. He said, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. Now look at me one second. Some years ago, a man came in my office, handed me the title deed to a piece of property. And he described it to me, signed it over, and said, I give you this piece of property in your church. I'm deeding it to your church. It's your property. I did not have to go look at the property. I had the title deed. Are you listening to me? I had the title deed. I didn't have to see it with my eyes. I had the legal document that said that property at that address belonged to us. Nobody could keep me off of that property. I had the title deed. I got news for you. I got the title deed for my miracle. It's called faith. I got the title deed for the supernatural miracles of God. It's by faith. I got the title deed for my healing. It's by faith. I got the title deed for my abundance. It's by faith. Somebody say faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Now watch this carefully. We've got, we got to read the rest of this, and I'm going to let you sit down. He said it's the title deed of the things we hope for. Now look at me. How many is hoping for something? Something big, something wonderful in your house, your family. He said faith is a title deed of something that we're hoping will happen, being the proof of things we do not see in the natural and the conviction. Somebody say the conviction. See, when I'm gone, Dee always feels like apostle. She's got to do a project. And I'll come home. I came home the other day. She had invited two of the neighbors over. I was off preaching, came back home, and the guest bedroom had been totally rearranged. Now, she did not ask me if she could do that. Because she knows I don't even have a preference of what the guest bedroom ought to look like. Now, if it's my bedroom, it might be different. The guest bedroom, they come in the night and they're gone. So when I came home, she took me by the hand, said, close your eyes, walk with me into the guest bedroom. I closed my eyes, walked in, I thought, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I walked in there. She said, okay, you can open your eyes. And I went, oh, my God. Number one, the bed and the big chest and all that stuff weighs a ton. They made it in China, shipped it over. It took about three months to ship it. It weighs a ton. So my first question, I said, did you move that bed? She said, oh, no. We have good neighbors. They came and moved. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So. I have convictions, and then there's preferences. I have a conviction that God's a keeper of his word. I have a conviction that God is going to move in your life tonight. 
I have a conviction God's about to change your future this year. I have a conviction something good is about to happen to you. I have a conviction because faith works in our lives. Okay? Somebody say, my faith is working. I'm going to build your faith and work with it a little bit tonight. He said, it's proof of the things we do not see, the conviction of their reality. Apostle quoted that before I even got to it a while ago. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to our five senses. Father, bless your word. Honor your people. Let their faith explode tonight into the greatness of you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, you may be seated. So I, in, in preparing my heart, fasting and praying to bless you for these few minutes, God kept saying to talk to you about moving to the next level in your faith. I personally believe 2019 will be my greatest year ever in the kingdom of God. Is anybody else ready for the greatest year of your life? I'm talking about you've had some good years. God is about to transition. That was a powerful word in that video. God is about to transition us to our greatest year in the kingdom of God. I am excited about what I'm hearing the Holy Spirit saying and what I'm seeing by my eye of faith that God's about to do in this community by this house. Is somebody ready for God to do something uncommon, unusual, supernatural? Do I have some people of faith that will say, Pastor Barker, I'm with you. We are going to make some things happen by our faith. We're not going to sit down. And let me tell you something. I'm so tired of listening to small thinkers. God is not a small thinker. Look at the creation of God, and he will tell you he's a big God, and he's thinking big things in your life. That's why he put the God kind of faith in our lives as spirit-filled believers. We tapped into a supernatural that is important for us. And God said this to me as I was praying this afternoon. He said, I'm about to do the great exchange by faith in this house. I'm going to take their sorrow and I'm going to give them great joy. I'm going to take their sickness, and I'm going to give them great health. I'm going to take areas of lack in their life, and I'm going to turn it into abundance. Folks, that's what the kingdom is all about. God's going to take your shame of your past and turn it into glory in this year. God has something bigger and better than you've ever tasted. I got so excited. I went home last night back to the room, and, and I was fired up. I couldn't go, couldn't. I, I thought, man, I'm going to drop out and sleep. I couldn't. And so I went on my Facebook, and I typed out 
the scripture that I used last night in Job 5, 9, and 10. I just typed it out on my Facebook, and I simply said, this is your scripture. People begin to connect from all over the world, said, Prophet, thank you for giving us that word. I didn't give them any. I just gave them the word. But something ignited because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I had a man from Africa say immediately when I read that on your Facebook, shackles fell off of me. All he read was, thus saith the Lord God. God is about to surprise you. God is about to do something so incredible and so awesome by your faith that it's going to surprise you. I got news for you. Some of you are going to open your mailbox and be surprised. Instead of bills, there's going to be something else in there. You're going to go hot dog Jesus. Amen. Something good is about to come into your mailbox. I had a little, a little lady in the church last year was taking up first fruits offering, and then she's a little grandma. And so I love this little mom, and she come up to me. She's about 81 or two years old, just a little powerhouse, tongue-talking, red hawk. She always, when I'm preaching, she's going, shut up. You can't hear her, but you can see her. And I just, she sits right on the front. If you ever come there, you'll see her right on the front. And so she'd come up to me, and she said, Now, I'm sacrificing because the world says I'm on a limited set income, my Social Security. But she said, I have a big need in my life. You just said if I put God first, God would work a way for me to have the miracle I need in my life. I said, well, I didn't say that. God said that. I said, God said, if you seek him first, he'll give you everything else. So I said, I didn't say that. Talk to Jesus. He said it. Don't come back and blame me. I just said what Jesus said. I mean, those faith works. So when I said that to her, her expression changed. She said, oh, if Jesus said it, well, yeah, it's done. So she left me a $1,000 check to give to the church, and, and she said, thank you, Pastor. Now, this is sacrifice. The next Sunday, I came out of my office. She was hiding. You know how some old folks are? You can't teach them protocol. Saying, so they don't bother the pastor when he's head to the pulpit. They don't know what that means. So I come out of my office. She's hiding inside the kitchen. Because I have to come right down the hallway from my office by the kitchen to go into the auditorium. All of a sudden, I'm coming along there. got my mind on fixing, getting ready to preach. Bam, she grabs me. I thought, oh, Jesus, what in the world? She said, I hate to bother you because I know this is not protocol, but i got to bother you anyway. And I said, well, go ahead. You bother me, so tell me what this. She said, Wednesday, I opened my mailbox and exactly to the penny of what I had told God I had to have, which was thousands of dollars, she said, exactly to the penny, it was in my mailbox. And God said, when I pulled it out and looked at it, he said to me, Jesus said that. See, it's what Jesus says that builds my faith. 
I love you. I love to hear what you got to say, but I got to hear what he says. Because when he talks, faith ignites in me. Are you with me? Are you with me? So it's important for you to understand God's got great plans for you this year, but radical faith actions will be necessary for you to tap into it. One thing God's been saying to me over and over and over and over again, I even get people on Facebook and Twitter, they, they message me and say, what is radical faith action? I thought, well, if you were in Hobbes, you'd know. Radical faith action says I'm moving beyond my five senses. I'm going to do what my five senses tell me I cannot do. Are y'all with me? So in the morning when you come to bring God your first fruits, understand all heaven is standing at attention. Because when you honor a God instruction and by faith you do what God says, you can rest assured heaven is not bankrupt. Heaven is not pole. Heaven has every resource that you need. When you walk down here with your radical faith to make your first fruits offering, get ready for things to happen suddenly and things to shift in your life by the Spirit of God. I'm talking to somebody. God's about to show you He is God in your life. Supernaturally, He's going to reveal Himself. How many is ready for that? Faith says, I'm going to reach up through the invisible, take a hold of it by my faith, and pull it down into the reality of what I need in my life. Somebody is about to touch the thing you've been asking for in a tangible way because God's about to manifest it. I said God's about to manifest it. God's about to manifest it. I want to give you some quick keys to help you to step into a new level of your faith. Number one, if you want to write them down, you have to recognize a God-appointed season. A God-appointed season. What happens in a God-appointed season is when pastors, apostles, get a word from God and say, this is the weekend that we're bringing to God our first fruits. God immediately puts his blessing on that because they're God-ordained, God-anointed leaders, apostles and pastors. So when they say that, it becomes a God-appointed season. Now I want to tell you something God said to me this afternoon, and I cleared it with the apostle and the pastors before I brought it to you because I've never said it before. And I've never spoken it before, but I do know his voice. After 48 years of preaching, I know his voice. And he said, to, he came into my hotel. That's a good hotel y'all got me in. It's like a palace over there. And there's enough food there to last to the rapture. I walked into that room. There was flowers. There was food. There. I thought, Lord, I, I'm going to have to fast next week. Then everywhere this guy goes, he don't know to take you to a place that you get little, little portions. So I, out of honor to him, eat everything gets in front of me. 
But here, I want you to listen to this word because God gave this so real to me, I couldn't get away from it. I cried, I spoke in tongues, I worshiped, and it just kept burning in me. So as soon as I got here tonight, I cleared it with the pastors and the apostle. Here's what God said, and it's simple, but it's very profound. He said, when anointings intersect, change happens. When anointings intersect, 15 years ago plus, I came into this house. My anointing intersected with the sinner anointing. My life was wrecked. My life went to a whole different level of faith, of expectation. Something big happened in my life from the sinner family because when I crossed into that anointing, my world expanded. My world got bigger. I want to tell somebody, you need to understand your life is going to expand and God's going to do greater things than you've ever thought possible just simply because you've intersected this anointing. Are you listening to me? Elijah intersected Elisha. Hello, somebody. The minute Elijah, the prophet, came across the anointing of Elisha, Elisha's world changed. Are you with me? The very fact you're here on a Saturday night worshiping God, God is about to change your world. God is about to cause things that seem impossible to happen because this is a God appointment season. This, I became family with the sinner family, not because we said the right words, but because of the anointing at the intersection of our lives. Ruth intersected with Naomi, and Ruth's life changed to the lineage of Jesus. You think about that. When you stepped into this house, this anointing intersected with your anointing, and your life has to enlarge because this house is built on Bible faith. That's what it's built on. It is a faith station that enlarges your life. I never will forget Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was invited for a private luncheon, just me and a gentleman from Buffalo, New York, and Oral Roberts. I lived in Oklahoma City. I drove an hour and a half to Tulsa, walked into that lunch, had no idea what was about to happen. But my life was rocked. Something exploded in me when Oral Roberts said, stick your hand out, your right hand. And he took those little skinny hands of his and laid them on top of that right hand. He said, whatever that hand touches from this day forward will have what they've been asking for. From that day to this day, I've seen every kind of thing cured. I've seen all kinds of financial breakthroughs in people's lives, not because of anything except we had an intersection with a man of faith who changed my world. 
I was sitting with John Avanzini a few months ago, and California was there doing a bunch of TV production for uh, Love World Christian Television Network, and and I, I he said, can I ask you a question? And I said, yes, John. John's a great apostle of of income and increase and abundance, and and uh, I never will forget. I was in TBN years ago, and he was there as a guest, and uh, I was just flabbergasted with the anointing, whatever that means. But, I mean, I was shook up. When we got off that program that night, I was going, whew, I can never be Poe again because that anointing that I intersected with John Avanzini enlarged my ability to see God's plan is to bless us. God's plan is to give us more. God has given an invitation to somebody tonight from Psalm 115, verse 14. I have more for you and your children and your children's children. It's an invitation. I don't know if anybody's going to take it, but God said there is an invitation for you tonight to step into this is a God-appointed moment. This is not something that... I just thought this is a God appointed. So take it very serious that this is a God appointed moment. And so we went out to eat with John Avanzini, the apostle, after it's over. And he said to me, he said, you know, since the Baptist gave me the left foot of fellowship because I got baptized in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, he said, I don't have many places to preach. I said, well... I got a little old church in Oklahoma City, runs about 4,000. You want to preach there? And he said, yeah, would you let me preach there? I said, yeah, one service. Let's see what you can do first. <laughs> he said, well, don't tell me it's a Wednesday night. I said, no, it's going to be a Sunday night. I said, I'll preach that morning, those two services. You come in, preach that night. And so he did. And uh, I can tell you all this because that was many years ago. The, uh, in the Assemblies of God, they have what they call a deacon board. I kind of dubbed them by the name of demon board, but they're really a deacon board. And so I stood up there, and I said this to the people. It was packed. I said, everything you give in the offering tonight goes to this evangelist that God sent here, Apostle John Avanzini. And so everybody clapped, yay, praise the Lord. They said, expecting it to be $2.50. So we took the offering. I had John just kind of say a few words about the offering. It took about three minutes to talk about the offering. I'm talking about divine intersections changes people's lives. And so we took the offering. I was headed to my office, and the one of the deacons grabbed me and said, can we have you, just, just a minute, just a minute, come here, come here. I said, what do you need? See, you tell me your apostle's not in the Holy Ghost. He said they got too much in the offering. They said, the offering is $87,816. What are we supposed to do with that? I said, what did I tell them we was going to do with that? They said, well, you said you're going to give it to the, to the evangelist. I said, well, then I'm a man of integrity. And this church is going to be blessed because we are integrous. 
So, no, you don't keep one penny. You write the check for the exact penny that came in, and we're going to bless the man of God, and because of it, we're going to be blessed. Hello, somebody. Things happen when you intersect. Our church, literally, our people begin to get debt-free so fast after that till it was a constant every weekend. Somebody saying, Pastor, I'm debt-free. Pastor, I'm debt-free. Pastor, I'm debt-free. Pastor, I'm... somebody listen to me. God's about to work in your life. Things will not be as they've always been. Something is changing. God's taking you to another level. And I was with John in California, what I started telling you. And he said to me, he said, can I ask you a question, Apostle? And I said, yeah, man, anything. We're sitting eating, our favorite thing to do. And he said, uh, I go and preach for these churches, invited by these pastors. When I get there, the pastor always says, John, I really wish you could take an offering for us because we're busted and broke. And he said, I've started asking them this question. Do you teach faith? Do you teach abundance? Do you teach giving? Do you teach tithing? Do you teach first fruits? And if they tell me no, I say, no, I can't take you an offering. I'm going to take me one. Or if you will repent to me right now. Now, he's an apostle, 80-something years old. He don't care what he says. There's something about when I crossed over 70, I kind of lost. I don't care what people say. I think God has brought me this far. He's going to take me on. If you like me or don't like me, it ain't changing where I live. Glory to God. He's Jehovah. I said, he's Jehovah. Don't get focused on some person or some job. He's Jehovah Jireh. He is your God source, and he will supply every need. Can somebody say amen in the house? But he said, it amazes me when it's not taught, people can't enjoy it. I said, it will be the same way with salvation by the blood of Jesus, getting born again. Until it's taught, we don't know what to do with it. It's the same way with faith. If faith is not taught and faith is not pounded and faith is not given over and over again, it begins to weaken in our lives and the devil begins to take place of his little tricks in our life. But when we're full of faith and we're full of the Holy Ghost, that devil is in trouble because God shall be glorified. So this little message tonight, I just want you to know this is a God assignment. Second thing, second thing, second key is you got to learn to expect sudden shifts to begin to happen in your life. Somebody say sudden shifts. God is about to do things at a level in your life that you have never experienced before. I believe that God's going to connect you to right people. God's going to connect you to right opportunities. God's going to connect you to the right thing for the right time that's going to change 2019. 
you will not be the same at the end of this year as you was in 2018. Get ready. There's a change coming in your life. God's going to do a sudden shift in your life. Suddenly, things are going to change. Suddenly, things are going to change. Here's what God said in Ezekiel 12, 28. He said, I will prolong my word no longer. In other words, he's saying, I'm about to do what I said. Somebody better listen to me. God's about to do what he said. He's going to heal your body. He's going to save your household. He's going to let the blessing of God overtake your life, and you're going to get debt free. Hello, somebody. Well, if you don't want to be debt free, somebody does. God's wanting you to live a life that is kingdom life where you are living a life of dominion. Hear me, church. God said 2019, God's people are going to step up in dominion. And every place the sole of their feet touches, God's going to give territory. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I said God's going to honor where you put your feet in faith and you step your feet there. And I even, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I, I know I'm crazy. God even honored me when I walked around the property sometimes. We were wanting to buy a church building, the church that we have in Loganville, Georgia right now, and the elder said, we have a contract for $1.2 million. I said, well, I want to tell you something. You're not taking that contract. They said, well, yes, we are. I said, no, God just told me this property belongs to me for the kingdom for 880000 they said, you don't understand. We are elders of this church. We make the decisions. And we said, we have a contract for $1.2 I said, I'm leaving this meeting, but I'm telling you, you're calling me back and taking my offer. So they kind of smirked at me, so I thought, I know something they don't know. <laughs> Jeremiah 33, 3 said, he'll show you things that are hidden. So I, D and I drove up onto the property, got out of our car, joined the hands together, and walked around the property, saying every place the sole of our feet touches, this property belongs to us. So, Lord, I just praise you. We just spoke in tongues, walked around that property, got back in the car and said, Hallelujah, it's done. Somebody asked me a day later, uh, how'd you come out getting that property? I said, oh, it's done. They said, oh, you got the contract. I said, it's done. <laughs> it's done. Because God said, every place the sole of my feet touches and every place the sole of your feet touches, I double dog dare you to just walk around through your house putting your feet down saying every portal of this house belongs to God for the blessing of the Lord. I challenge you on your job. Walk around with the power of the Holy Ghost on you saying, God, you said every place my feet touch, it's my property. Y'all know the rest of it. I told you we was having church there. Three days later, the elder called, the head elder called their realtor and said, call Dr. Barker's realtor and tell him for some unknown reason that's his property. 
One no unknown reason. We don't want to wear by faith. Somebody say a next level of faith. See, God's bringing you to the next level of faith where things don't drag around and wait around. There's a sudden shift. We went over there, paid cash for the property, walked out of there, said, hot dog Jesus. See, I believe there's a time coming where God's people are going to get so bold in the faith till it's going to amaze folks. Amen? Third key, third thing. You have to rise above small thinking people's opinion. Now, I wanted to write there, and I called Dr. D. She told me not to say it. I wanted to say stinking thinking. She said, why don't you just say small thinking? I said, oh, I married a wife. Come on, lighten up. It was a good thing. <laughs> It saved my life. But there's always somebody trying to talk you out of the miracle that belongs to you. So I just want to tell you, if anybody's been whispering you, it ain't going to work, can't come to pass, you said it before, I don't care what they said, I just come with an assignment from God to tell you keep saying what God said is going to happen in your life, and it's just a matter of time until the small thinkers... And your haters, I'll just go ahead and say it that way. You mean I got haters? Oh, yeah, you got haters. If you're living for God, you got haters. Jesus had haters. But they're going to have to sit in the presence of you while you get what you've been saying. God said, I'm about to prepare a table in the presence of your enemies, and it's going to overflow. Somebody's about to walk in where people have been saying nasty stuff about you, and your bonus and your promotion is going to make them, make you their boss. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Suddenly they have to say, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir where they've been being nasty. But God is about to pour out a promotion to his people in 2019 that's going to be so wonderful. Are y'all ready? I said, are you ready for a sudden shift? i got to hurry. Number, number four, refuse to allow anyone or anybody or anything to kill your zeal. Guard your zeal. Now, how do you do that? Stay away from some people. One of the greatest things I ever learned to do was disconnect from some people because they were always trying to sap me of what God said was mine. And they was always trying to bring me down to their level or the devil's level. So I want to tell you, don't lose your fire and your passion to do what God called you to do. It's important that you understand. I like the way Paul said it in the Amplified. He said this, Romans 12, 11, never lag in zeal. Never lose your zeal. Never, I'm going I'm to break it right on down. I'm a country boy. Don't lose your shout. Don't lose your praise. Don't lose your worship. 
Don't lose your faithfulness. Don't allow anybody to pour cold water on what God promised you because God's going to bring it to pass. Faith says it's going to happen. My faith is high tonight to tell you I dare you to trust God for what seems impossible. I dare you to step out of the thing that has been comfortable and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm going to say that again. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you one more time. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable because God's going to transition you. I had a pastor call me today. He said, man, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm in turbulence and a storm. I said, brother, you're transitioning. When my plane was flying out of the big Atlanta, headed to Houston to come here, the pilot came on and he said, Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a little turbulence at about 25,000 feet in the air. So buckle up. But he said, We're going to smooth territory. He said it'll be 34,000 feet in the air, but it'll be smooth. When he said that, the Lord said to me, that's what the problem with some people. They want to jump ship because of a little turbulence. But I got good gospel news. You're about to go through the turbulence into the best days of your life, so don't lose your zeal. I was reading today in Luke 24. It said Jesus talked these disciples on this road. And as he's talking to them, they're talking about the crucifixion of Jesus. They're kind of mumbling among themselves. And Jesus began to give them the word. They didn't recognize Jesus in his glorified, resurrected body. But he began to give them the word. As he spoke the word, he departed. They walked on. Here's what the Bible said today to me. And the fire and the zeal of that word hit those two guys. There's something about getting around God's people that are full of faith and talking about the goodness of God. Something explodes in me. I have been floating for two days being around the apostle. I, I, I know I've worn out. Y'all let him rest next week because I've worn out because I love to talk about the things of God. There's something about connecting with the right people, talking about the things of God that explodes the excitement of God. My passion right now, I feel like David. I could run through a troop, jump over a wall, whoop every devil on the other side of the wall. Is somebody with me? Okay. Uh, I, I, I got I to gotta go. Number five, last closing. I take three closings, so hang with me. Radical faith actions causes significant acceleration. Now, what's going to happen in your life? I'm just going to speak it by the Holy Spirit. God is about to put you on the fast track to your miracles. And it's going to become, listen to the Holy Spirit. God just said to me, it's going to become a parade of miracles. Did somebody get that? What God's about to do in your life is about to cause a parade of miracles. You know what God said? Y'all know this is my, one of my favorite scriptures. Amos 9, 13, talking about seed planters. 
Amos 9, 13, the Message Bible. This is what God said. This is not what I said. He said, Thus saith the Lord, I decree that you're about to be so blessed, your head's going to swim. You're about to be so blessed. Oh, I feel that right down on my toes. You're about to be so blessed, your head is going to swim. Does somebody hear me? You're about to be so blessed, your head is going to swim. And things are going to happen so fast, blessing after blessing after blessing. Things are going to happen to you you didn't even expect to happen, but they're about to happen. How many says, I'm ready? To go to the next level of my faith. Say it again. I'm ready this night to go to the next level. Oh, I feel your faith. Uh, my faith. Somebody say, my faith is growing. This word is in my heart. My faith is growing. In Jesus' name. Stand with me all over the room.